0: Ho ho! Hello, welcome in to in the pocket across the pond, UK-based NFL fantasy football podcast with me, Lewis, and me, Alex. No, Which, Alex Sharples again. No, Alex Sharples this week. Me and um, you're back in the same room, Lou. We are. We are going to be in yeah. nice, easy idea. I d- doing the podcast in person, I forgot how much you dab. You dabbing. <laughs> you dabbing after every sentence you say. It's crazy. Well, those of you that know me in real life know that that's just what I'm known for anyway, so um, (laughs) moving on. Um, A special Christmas episode this week, Al, um, as it's the last episode before Christmas of the podcast. I thought I'd give a Christmas spin on a lot of the stuff we usually do. Um, So without further ado... Cats just climbing behind us. Settle in. Settle in, Cleo. So if you hear a bell... It's not for Christmas. It's not him. <laughs> it's not, it's not, it's not, not him, him, it's just the cat it's behind us. No, no, no. Yeah. If you want to say it's him, then go for Unless it. Unless you listen to this uh, on in the early hours of the morning on December 25th, it, it might be a Bit late it? though, because the st- some of our starts are for before then. Yeah, not advised. Yeah. But without further ado, let's get into the naughty and nice list, Al. <laughs> um, the teams and the players uh, from week 15 uh, who did good and deserve presents, and, and the teams and players who... Didn't do as good and don't deserve to get any. Uh, go ahead, Al. Any notes from week 15? Well, I feel a great deal of ambivalence towards the Minnesota Vikings, um, as will become clear later in this first segment as well. Um, I, I had no idea what to think of them, but what a game. What a game. Colts 36, Vikings 39. Uh, it kind of mm-hmm. just seemed inevitable, didn't it? Um, you you felt as though they weren't they weren't going so the comeback it was the biggest comeback in NFL history it was yeah it was and even though it felt inevitable you're thinking okay but it was against the Colts Mm -hmm. and then you remember that they did like a similar thing to the Bills yeah so you're thinking so it's not just the fact that they're beating up on bad teams but do I think that the Vikings are going to win a playoff game no <laughs> Um But Even I mean, Even yeah. like You know Because that playoff game Um Could end up being After a bye week I don't think so No? No I think Um I think that They're not going to catch the Eagles And I think The 49ers could end up Um Catching them Yeah But they they will They'll have home field You know They should have home field Um but yeah, I mean the, the the big comeback for the Vikings meant that it was a huge fantasy day. You know, fantasy points galore for them. Even KJ Osborne scored over thirty points. But yeah. then you've got you, you, the the number one pick consensus in next year's fantasy drafts did have another great game. Yeah, yeah, My ju- guy. Yeah, just on that, just on the point. You know, Justin Jefferson, by the way, Justin Jefferson. But just on those Vikings players, I did I, I you know looked it I looked it up after all the games and. um well done if you had any of those players because four out of the top ten scorers in all of fantasy this week were Vikings players. So what what's that? It's Jefferson, it's Osborne, it's Cook. And it's cousins. Oh, All four of those my guys. Other guy. yeah. What did Thielen end up on? Did he uh, got that? Yeah, Thielen, I think Thielen got about sixteen points. Um because nice he got he got um did get a touchdown as well. So a nice day for him as well. Uh you're happy if you played any Vikings this week. But yeah, I mean that game was amazing. Me and you watched it together. Just sort of like it was one of those games we are watching, and it, you know, it was. You it was were bit, hardly paying attention. No, no, no it, yeah, it was it. a little bit flippantly because after when the third quarter rolls around, we're like, whatever. Well, and we then, weren't even <laughs> watching it together. I was no. kind of watching it in a different room, half watching it, and then they scored a couple of touchdowns, <laughs> yeah. and then I came into your room because I was like, this could interesting. be interesting <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah and then you're glued to your, to your screen uh, as Free the three games course. going to overtime by the way yeah. two, yeah. two simultaneously so, which which our guy Skans uh, absolutely blew his mind he did yeah he did um Two so days. yeah it was a bit of a week of comebacks to be fair because obviously we had the Vikings down 33 to nothing with just over 8 minutes left in the third they came back to win 39-36. The Bengals were down 17 to 3 against the Buccaneers at half time but ended up winning Thirty-four to twenty-three. No, that's that was impressive. That, yeah, th- the dangerous. They and then, dangerous. regrettably for us, uh, the Jaguars yeah. who were losing twenty-seven to ten against the Cowboys pretty late into the third quarter. I heard Cowboy's talk was cancelled this week. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, I mean, what I will say, I yeah, mean, they, they, so they, Trevor they, Lawrence looks great. And, and as I say, pro- probably every week, if you take Sharples' philosophy of. Last year was a redshirt year because no one could thrive in that situation. Yeah. This is his rookie year. Um, He looks great. I agree, yeah. Prescott <laughs> continues to look shaky. And me and you, Lou, are, are, are huge Prescott fans. Um, I, I'm not loving how Dak Prescott is playing at the minute. No, it's the intangibles with Prescott that you love. It's his leadership and his mentality that you love. His play has often left a little bit to be desired, a little bit. I I understand that they're playing a completely different offence now, so this might be just a a, a mute point, if you will. But the thing about Prescott, which made him stand out in his rookie season and his second season, was that he didn't turn the ball over. That's Mm -hmm. what made Prescott stand out. And Don't get me wrong, some of these... Some of these interceptions are sometimes on the receiver. Like I've seen multiple Prescott interceptions this year that have just been on C.D. Lamb. There's no two ways about it; it's yeah. his fault. <laughs> However, when it's multiple a game, it starts becoming like, what is this offense doing? As we said earlier in the season with Prescott, that what is what are they not doing that they were doing with Cooper Rush in there? Yeah, I know. I know. It's interesting. You know, it's that sort of. The, the the coaching maybe had mm. to um step it up a bit for, for Cooper Rush. Whereas and, and, then and when yeah, Prescott and, and comes that, in yeah. you lean on the player. And know. and by that I don't at all mean Cooper Dak Prescott is a hundred million times better than Cooper Rush. I just mean the physical player calling has to be different. Yeah. I agree. But yeah, the Cowboys end up losing that game 40, 40 to, to thirty-four. Um that was Cowboys talk. That there was we go, yeah, that was Cowboys talk. <laughs> um but yeah so those those games I saw I saw a, a a tweet um not on Twitter okay but I did see a tweet yeah. just want to preface that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. um the, um it's the first time in the history of the league that three teams overcame 17 plus point deficits in the same week so yeah week of comeback, some incredible stuff speaking of incredible stuff though I don't know what I enjoyed more, the last half of the Colts-Vikings game or the final two seconds of the the, the Patriots-Raiders oh, yeah. game. <laughs> Stupidest play of the century. Man. What was happening? Yeah. <laughs> because it's not yeah. like... The thing is, right, so you have to preface it by saying... These are on they, the naughty list. Yeah, yeah, this, yeah. Jacoby Myers, you're on the naughty list, man. You have to preface it by saying they were level. Because if the down. It doesn't seem that ridiculously stupid. It's still a dumb play, yeah. throwing it to the opposing team. But if you're down, you're just throwing it anywhere, you're trying to get something. The game was the game was going to overtime. There was no time left on the clock. Yeah. And Jacoby Myers just decides to loop on over to the Raiders defender. I could not believe Who it. absolutely stampeded. Uh, Matt Jones. Jones. I mean pause the podcast if you haven't seen it and watch the end of that game because it is it's amazing it's one of the stupidest players you will ever see and like you said they just needed to take overtime time I mean part of it is on Ramander Stevenson lateral in it and I just want to just just quickly on Rammanda Stevenson I just want to say so I was sent on a bit of a spiral this weekend right had a bit of a fantasy conundrum you know one of my starting running backs was questionable to play right? Ramandre Stevenson. And he was playing at 9.25 over here our time, one of the later games. Didn't really have a pivot option for that time, so I had to decide whether to wait it out or hope he was healthy, you know, and uh, received a decent workload or, or bite the bullet and start somebody that I knew was 100% healthy in those early window games. So I went for the former of those scenarios, right? I decided to wait and, and, and ride it out with Remandere, um, who apparently was coming into the weekend dealing with an ankle injury. You could have fooled me, right? You know, 19, 19 attempts, 172 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. and That's career high in rushing yards for the lad, right? And I just think that is a really good example of, of stuff you learn when you're playing fantasy football about the league, all right, and about reporting because you got to pay attention to the context around the player and on the team. So Damian Harris, who was also questionable all week for the Patriots, was ruled out before the weekend whereas Romandre wasn't, right? And the Patriots didn't elevate another running back to the practice squad. They're doing everything to communicate to you, to, you know, to me that Romandre Simpson's fine. He's going to play, but it's that massive fat red Q on yeah. your fantasy lineup that but yeah. so Maybe sometimes don't pay attention to what it says on your on your on your fantasy app. look at the reporting, look at the context around it because everything the Patriots were doing that this weekend. Told you that Ramandres Stevenson was playing. I just had doubts in my mind, so that's why I just it's an it's what a nice little lesson. Yeah. Really, it yeah. worked out because he was great. But yeah. yeah, no, he's an absolute dude. To be fair, he's one of the surprises in the season. I'm sure if, if, if not an award, at least an honourable mention in the awards uh, podcast in a few weeks. Absolutely, definitely. absolutely. Um, so the Bills won. Mm. I just want to say about that, how long ago does the 49ers Seahawks game feel? Wow. Because like, yeah. there, so, there was games like Thursday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. yeah. yeah. But no, the, the Bills, it, it more like it from the offence. Josh Allen, big day, uh, 35 points, the number one scorer on the week. And um, nice to see the Dolphins come out of a bit of a slump too. Even though they lost the game, the fantasy options were, were quite nice. Yeah, I mean, speaking of those fantasy options, it was a really... Um, Really good week for wide receiver duos, mm. right? Um, there was loads of them that had really nice games, but just to quickly point out a few: Osborne and Jefferson for the Vikings, yeah. Hill and Waddle for the Dolphins, Russell Gage and Chris Godwin for the Buccaneers, Noah Brown and CD Lamb for the Cowboys. All of those guys I just listed scored over twenty points. Mm. You know, so a nice, a nice week for wide receivers, really. Yeah, not a very nice week. Again, if you're if you were a Mike Evans, uh, oh maybe maybe at the end of the season we'll we'll have like a bit of a mysteries mystery solving section uh, of players like not players who are complete duds who it's like oh why was Alan Robinson bad this year because Alan Robinson's a bad player now. Yeah, <laughs> the fact of the matter is that Mike Evans is and has been one of the best six wide receivers in the league yeah. for half a decade and watching it it just looks like the connection with brady isn't there no that that's all is the amount of times that you see either evans drop a pass or brady not quite hit evans on a route this season it's it's multiple times a game and it seems to be the story of mike evans' season you are so unbelievably frustrated if you rightly at the start of the season drafted mike evans oh, yeah. quite highly because yeah. mike evans is an amazing player yeah, absolutely. Um do, do you have any any more notes on on, yeah, on the games this week? The I've got a few. I, I found the Chiefs game incredibly annoying. Yeah. I don't know why. I didn't have any I didn't have any kind of stake in the game. Uh you know, I d I don't support any of the teams. But the fact that they were making such hard work of the Texans, a bit like we did the week before, I found it really know, annoying. Because yeah, no, there was no reason why the Chiefs Wouldn't just go and beat them by two touchdowns. I agree. That was one of those those games for me that, you know, was pretty slow and and drudging and quite hard fought games. You know, the Ravens and Browns was the same horrible game. Titans, Chargers was like that as well. And yeah, even though there was a lot of points scored in that Chiefs, Texans game, believe it or not, felt like one of those games as well. Just really hard watch. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I suppose I, I didn't see the, the Giants win coming, uh, the Lions, they're still rolling. Still rolling 6-1 and one in the um, last seven games. And, and you know, players like, like Zay Jones for the Jaguars with mm-hmm. three touchdowns. He, he only had two on the season before Mental, this yeah. week. But to finish off, I suppose, with the, the Monday night game, it's nice to be back to Baker Mayfield throwing for less than 120 yards and completing barely half of his passes. That broken clock wasn't right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, the the Packers right. seem to use that formula that a lot of us thought they were going to use before the season, which is just give the ball to two running backs, because mm-hmm. obviously Jones and Dylan had quite nice games. Both. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think dylan has been evaluated for a concussion, uh, but I think you, you you smash smash playing Aaron Jones for the rest of the fantasy. You are, yeah. You and and and, had a... Great game. It's like if if there was a line like I think I saw a line Aaron Jones over over under uh, eighty five total yards, you know, rushing and yeah. receiving. It's like smash Check the over on that, because he's he's still getting more more carries than oh. Dylan, you know. I in a in an alternate universe, right? <laughs> the, AJ Dylan is just as annoying. As, yeah. as Jamal Williams But for yeah. some reason he's not For us But let's move on to our, our little Categories Al Tell me who your impressive victory was this week Well I mean I did think the Bengals Were really good but How do you not say the Vikings mm-hmm. Because it was the biggest comeback in NFL history So I feel like I have to say the Vikings Yeah I also went the Vikings because yeah. Biggest comeback in NFL history yeah. um, But the not buying it win Well Speaking to that pure ambivalence towards this team that I was talking about before, <laughs> it's the Vikings again. <laughs> because, <laughs> because I just don't think they're going to do anything yeah. in the playoffs. I don't, you know, yeah. I feel like they can exist in both these categories okay. this, this week. Yeah. No, we didn't set any <laughs> rules out. Fair enough. No, um, because it's impressive because it was a huge comeback. I'm not buying it in a sense that yeah, I don't it, think yeah. it says anything like the Vikings are now going to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Got you. Got you. I went. Um, I went for the Browns just because. Yeah, who that, watched that, who no, watched that no, game? Exactly. I don't really buy it. Um, wasn't really a great game to watch. The Ravens haven't been great either. Don't really. As I've said in the past, I don't really see uh, this Browns team doing anything this year. Um, so yeah. And who's the worst team in the league? What's well, the Cardinals? The yeah. Cardinals are the worst team in the league rest of season because they just lost against the perennial. Worst team in the league, which was was the it it was the the Russell Wilson led Broncos was the worst team in the league. Oh, I'm yeah. starting to think maybe the Brett Rippen led Broncos is uh just middle of the pack. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with that. Yeah, I went Cardinals as well. Um, the, yeah, Caliber is injured, so that's the excuse. They were still we'll doing be, pretty we, bad. Well, yeah, within. what we will say is, yeah, bring it to fantasy, and I do have this player on my team. The DeAndre Hopkins targets were still, you know, enough to, you you can play him. You can confidently wide receiver two, confidently flex DeAndre Hopkins for your fantasy playoffs because the targets, whoever's in at quarterback is being told to throw the ball to Hopkins. So um, he might not go completely off like he would do with Kyler. However, Hopkins hasn't really gone off since his first two weeks back. So I, I, I do just think that you're not benching Hopkins or anything like that. And, and this past weekend showed you that. Yeah. But moving on to the worst part of the podcast, the lumps of coal, we'll call it this week, the injuries. Um, just a couple this week, a couple of major ones, though. Jonathan Taylor, Colts running back, um, left the game... Against the Vikings after just two snaps, didn't return, we now know that's a high ankle sprain. Um, a lot of reports saying he's gonna be done for the season. So, you know, Jonathan Taylor probably consensus number one overall pick in fantasy this year. But saying that, I don't know if this is that dire to your fantasy team, because um, I think you might have spoken about this in the past, Al, but if you drafted Jonathan Taylor first overall in your league, you're not in the playoffs no you're not I mean it's a weird season it's a weird season there was a few games a couple of weeks ago where he was where you were thinking right he's here he's back Taylor and he had that amazing game straight out of out of the gate in week one um, just write the season off for of Jonathan Taylor I think I, I, I would I would still be drafting him very high next year yeah yeah um, but a guy who actually has been leading teams to to fancy playoffs is Jalen Hurts and He suffered a shoulder injury uh, in the Eagles' win against the Birds this past week, and he's now truly questionable to play this week. The team aren't committing uh, to anything just yet, but that's bad news for his fantasy team and monitor that closely. Um, Mm. But, you know, one guy you might be able to pick up, though, is Nick Foles. Because (laughs) just a little bit of news, Nick Foles will start for the Colts this week. Matt Ryan, the, the, the Colts... Dug up that shallow grave they placed Matt Ryan into. You didn't didn't pick Ryan last Um, week, did you? No. No, no, I didn't. Come on, I've learned my lesson. Um, But yeah, the Colts Colts placed him back into that shallow grave that they just dug him out of a few weeks ago. Nick Foles will be starting. Um, Joking, I will not advise starting Nick Foles. We'll talk about... Maybe uh, I've got, a suggestion I, or two to, for to yeah I, for I, Jalen Hurts replacements yeah. Yeah. in a little bit. What a boost though if if, if you are you know not to be totally callous, but we're talking about fantasy and Jalen Hurts. It's not like he's out for the season. He's only going to miss a week. What a boost if you were playing a team in your playoffs that is totally run. By Jalen Hurts, like I am. Yes, and back we're, we're in our main, in our main league, me, Lewis, and Sharples, everyone will be happy to hear through to the final four. It's a great, um, a great advertisement for the podcast. It's a ex- <laughs> fantastic advertisement for the podcast. It is. We're not telling anyone that who are against. We're, we're against only the the most excellent fantasy experts around. I know that's what our league is for. Exactly. After but, all the gooses by me, how bad must the other people yeah, in the league be? Yeah, but um, so. Lewis is playing Sharples but the person who I it does look like Sharples is going to win the thing by the way we have to say but the phrase if I'm against happened. his team is totally dependent on Jalen Hurts and the fact that Hurts is out um, I'm very happy about that I, as a Cowboys fan as well because I would like to win the game on yes, Eve, absolutely. and uh, I like going a lot but I, I would I would have my money on Jalen Hurts to be the MVP of the league this season. I think he's been really great. Mm-hmm. And I don't think him missing this one game should stop him getting that MVP. No, no. I, I, just to sidetrack to the MVP debate here, it's it's for me, it's Hurts or Mahomes... And if there's a third name, it's Burrow. I think Josh Allen was too average for too long in the season. Josh Allen was average for about six weeks, five, six weeks, in the middle of the season. Yeah. Josh Allen and the Bills were stagnant. I don't know why his name's in the conversation. It's Mahomes or it's Hurts. And for me, regardless of he misses this week, it's it Hurts just because of how he's led that team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've I've just seen that you, you pulled the spreadsheet up. Pulled it up. Um well, let's run through it. You go ahead. You run through your picks first. Well, Prescott was just burly a hit. I mean, twenty point two points just goes to show the the amount of fantasy and real life points were in that game. Um, if as a Cowboys fan, I'd have kind of hoped that Prescott would have been. Uh, not a miss, but a nothing here because it would have meant that we'd have actually got the points on the board, then just saw the game out. But the fact that Prescott had to be on 20 points, you know, they had to keep mm. playing, they had to keep throwing it. It was a nice fantasy game for Prescott. Um, not a very nice game for the Cowboys. Prescott's still not got that ceiling that he had pre- the, the the previous few years, which was annoying. Um as Pacheco just narrowly missed out on being a miss. Um, this, as as I explained last week, should have been a Pacheco game. It was a McKinnon game because the Chiefs were down and in a real shootout against the Texans, you know? So, whereas they should have been up the whole game and Pacheco should have ran for over 100 yards and got a bunch of carries, they were just throwing it to McKinnon again and again. It was really, really, really good again. Um I feel like you have to play McKinnon now if you have mm. him. You have to at least mm. flex him. Um, but the game script was just the complete opposite. So it, I suppose when a player doesn't hit, it's nice to know exactly why they didn't hit. Yeah. And, and in this sense, yeah, it's why it, it's because the game script was opposite. Drake London, 12, didn't get that touchdown, though. No. Which he had a couple of end zone targets, and he, he, he was fingertips there. Yeah. Um, so that that was annoying. So the 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 touchdown streak, which wasn't really a streak, I just caught two touchdowns earlier earlier in the year, uh, not a thing. But I mean, if you if you flex straight, London, you're fine with the twelve points. Uh, and Greg Dulcich got two point one points, but I did not watch this game. <laughs> yeah. So um, yeah, maybe maybe Ripon doesn't like him as much as Russ. No. Um, I had quite a good week. You know, outside of the quarterback position, I had Justin Herbert. Um, Through for three hundred and thirteen yards, but two interceptions, uh, no touchdowns. Not the game that um, that I thought it was going to be. Um, the interceptions that were on Herbert by the Titans were really good plays by the Titans. Uh, so that was a miss there. But um, running back I went David Montgomery. Great game, uh, 53 rushing yards and a touchdown, and three receptions for 38 yards and a touchdown. That was a hit. He had a really good game against the Eagles. Michael Pittman, the the PPR monster, uh, 10 receptions for 60 yards and two rushes for 30 yards. Uh, he was a hit. And I went George Kittle, um, who had one of, if not his best game of the season, four receptions, 93 yards and two touchdowns. That's exactly... Exactly what you want for your tight end. It is indeed. But let's move on out. I've got a little game, a little Christmas game for us to play. Uh, uh, it's Secret Santa. Okay. Secret Santa. So play... I might not like to look at your screen then. Uh, no, it's okay. I've, I've taken the names off. It's fine. Okay, okay. It's fine. Um, Secret Santa. So the idea is I've, I've, I've made this little game. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Four players are going to your Secret Santas and you just need to guess who they are, okay? Um But I feel like one of them is a little bit of a jokey one but the other three tell us quite a bit about, about the players this year, the notable players, the ones who, you know, might have kicked on at the back end of the season, ones who haven't okay. quite done it. Okay, so your first Secret Santa this week is a wide receiver from the AFC, yeah? Yeah. And this Christmas they've given you 20.5 fantasy points per game since week 10. Ooh. Who do you think... Your first secret centre is the AFC, and they've given tw- how many weeks is that?
1: Oh, uh, oh
0: God, that's a lot. That's six, that's six five, weeks, five weeks, six. So, including week ten, yeah, yeah, including uh, week ten, which is a, which is a healthy stretch of of the season. I'm leaning. Can I have? Can I? Can I ask one question as a clue? Go on. Did he have a big game this past week? I'm not going to let you know that. Sorry. Well. I was, I know, I know. This player had a dud because I'm looking at a dud in week thirteen. I'm going to say Zay Jones. You're correct. Yes, it's yeah. Zay Jones. Now I wanted to highlight that because as we as we spoke about in in the past, you have these wide receivers who yeah. just sort of Three kick five on. Twenty fantasy points a game. fantasy 20, 20 points. Twenty sorry. per game, yeah. and, and and that's that's with a week 13 3.6 yes. dud. Yeah. So the week I picked him, he was rubbish, yeah. and then every other yeah. week he's been great. Basically, yeah. So um. But yeah, you know, I went to Zay Jones because you have you have these these players who who kick on at the end of the year, and I'm just thinking Zay Jones is a real candidate for that because you know he's he's sort of outpacing he's outpacing Christian Kirk for a significant part of the season now in fantasy points per game. Um, yeah, I, I don't know how much value Jones has going forward though because they have pre-ordered one of my favorite players in the whole league for next year if you remember Lou. Yes, yes. They have uh, Calvin Ridley yeah, at wide yeah. receiver. Yeah. Um, I mean obviously a year out, a year and a half out, you know, I've no idea. Um but if you're new to fantasy, Calvin Ridley is a really, really, really great wide receiver. He is uh, yeah. you know, Trevor Lawrence be looking at him next year. Mm-hmm. But moving on to your second secret Santa okay. this year, Al. Um, an AFC running back mm-hmm. who was who's who's wrapped up for you, yeah. 26.9 fantasy points per game in the month of December this year. AFC running back who is racked up. 26.9 fantasy points per game in December. That's a Christmas treat. Mirror. You you know? Um I, it's gotta be something that someone that I'd have noticed. Um maybe a backup. So let me just I'm running through my head. De- de- de. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's gotta be Jerry McKinnon. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jared McKinnon. Um because me- these two, yeah. Uh, I feel so sorry for you because you've got this game together. And <laughs> the two players so far I've mentioned. <laughs> you have you've <laughs> you <laughs> mentioned them, which is it was, I was a bit my heart, I did sing a little bit because that's the only reason I didn't <laughs> mention these guys was because I was like, I've got this sick game. But um but no, yeah, Jerry McKinnon. On an absolute to, yeah really, yeah. you know. Um, I'm going to talk about him in a little bit. But yeah, Jarrett McKinnon, you know, if, you, if you've got him, how can you not play him in oh. December? Yeah, McKinnon is a weird one with, with McKinnon because he he had a really explosive uh, entrance to the NFL with the Vikings and subsequently got a bit of a huge contract from the, uh, the Niners and then just completely... <laughs> injury prone for what, like three years, maybe four years with with the Niners and never really obviously um lived up to the price tag and then he, he bounced about a bit and now he's landing with the Chief and Chiefs and seems to have a role. Yeah, he does. And as I said, I'm gonna talk about him a little bit um later on. But uh let's move on to your third secret centre yeah. of the year. I hope I've not mentioned this one. This is the tight end yeah uh, definitely and and that. this tight end he knows how crap the position can be so he he thought he tried to be kind and he he's he's giving you the best that he can offer uh which is forty nine point two fancy points since week seven that's the past nine weeks okay <laughs> which unfortunately for this player ranks twenty first among tight ends over that span not a great gift but that's all that's all they're giving you what so I've got to pick a middle-of-the-road tight end. You have to pick a middle-of-the-road tight end who has... Who's giving you 42, 49.2 fancy points? Oh, I see what's happening here. It's <laughs> Mark Andrews. It's Mark it? Andrews. <laughs> He's your third secret centre. And as you said, a middle-of-the-road tight oh, end. No. I'm glad you said that. Yeah, um, he was so good last year. Tight end won last year. Yeah. Like by, like by a decent margin. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the averages are, uh, you know... In the games that he's played, that's seven fantasy points a game. That's not what you drafted Mark Andrews to do. No, really, definitely not. I mean, you know those the Kelsey's just kind of outlived all these players. The there was the oh, it's Kittle's turn. Oh, it's um, Andrews's turn. Oh, it's Waller's turn. Oh, it's Hawkinson's turn. And and. Kelsey's just kind of outlived them all. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I agree, but yeah, especially the, the Kittle, Andrews, and Waller were, were the the big ones. Of course, Andrews because he was literally the Titan one at the end of last season. Yeah. yeah. Um, wow. I know. I know. Interesting to see what happens next year with Andrews and whether you know whether we see him with Lamar Jackson back this year. What happens? But moving on, your final secret Santa this year, Al. Okay. Um, it's a quarterback who just who, they couldn't really be asked. You know they left it to the last minute and just oh they they just gave you the total rushing yards on the season, uh, which is minus six yards. <laughs> total rushing yards on the season minus six. And this six. is not a backup. This is a starter in the league. What quarterback has minus six rushing yards on the season? Are they are they known for rushing? Oh well, uh, well are they known for being able to be mobile? I can't. I can't say. It defeats the, the festive spirit of the Minus game. Minus six rushing yards on the season. So, uh, so a bit, I, I found this out because I was just looking at some of the stats, and if you if you look at rushing yards uh, by quarterback and sort of, you know, like reverse the order, this guy's at the very top, and then all the people underneath him are like guys who just came in for like a snap or something uh, <laughs> so in a someone, game. So it's, it's, someone, it's a starter in the league. So it's going to be someone who's like really got... So is it Aaron Rodgers? It's not Aaron Rodgers. Well, let me have one more guess. It's then. not Aaron Rodgers. Let me have one more guess. Like, what? Wait. So minus six rushing yards. Yeah. So they, have they been sacked a lot, or are they just well, I don't think sacks count for that. Right. I think you have got to establish yourself as a rusher. So say they've 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 run out of the pocket and they're running around to the edge, maybe trying to pick up the yardage, but they just can't quite get there. Oh, it's, it's, it's got to be him, then, hasn't it? Let's ride. It's not Russell Wilson. It's not my guy, is it? it, No, it's the girl. It's Tom Brady. (laughs) It's too obvious. It's Tom Brady. Um, Minus six rushing yards on the season is incredible, considering that he's played every single game. Um, Obviously not known for that. I just thought it was such an amazing stat Yeah, um, that you have some players who can be on... Some quarterbacks who can be on a thousand rushing yards by this yeah. point in the season, um, yeah, he's, he's not got any old legs, Brady. No, no. Um, but yeah, that was that was a nice little game I thought we played. Secret Santa. <laughs> yep. But moving on to the stocking fillers, the waiver pickups. Out, mm-hmm. give me your two stocking fillers. So I've gone with two players who I think, obviously at this point, they're going to have to be players who you, for me. They're gonna be have to be players who you can plug in and start due to it. because of injuries or whatever because you're in a pinch and you're in your playoffs. I think this past week showed us that you can start Tyler Algier. I believe he had more than 100 rushing yards. He had a bunch of attempts. Um, I was asking the question quite a lot of work on Earl Patterson was at the weekend. Didn't see a great deal of him, but in terms of pure on the ground runner, Algier seems to have this job locked down. So if you're in a pinch, you need to fill a running back slot, fill a flex spot, I think. Uh you can start Algier and Traylon Burks. So Traylon Burks, he was injured for a, a long period of time. And then he played a few games for the Titans and looked really, really good. He even caught that crazy touchdown pass, which was the reason why he missed last week. He was out, um with a concussion. Traylon Burks will be back. This offense really needs him the in the hunt for this division, they really need wins. I think they're going to use Burks a lot in this final two, week, two three weeks of the season. I would be picking up Traylon Burks and relatively confidently starting him. Um, because they need him. They really need him. And they showed, before he went out with this concussion, they showed that they were going to integrate him into the offense. He was really good for a few weeks. Would it make you feel any different if Malik Willis was playing? Yes. Because he might be. Why? Because Ryan Tannehill was playing with a backwards ankle. Uh, against the Chargers, so so it's a good pick, but just look out for Malik Willis I'm... Yeah, if Tannehill, <laughs> Tannehill plays, then you can definitely start Burks, if Willis plays then I would be starting Derek Henry and the Tennessee Titans defense <laughs> um... My two waiver pickups this week. My two stocking fillers. First one's a bit stinky. It's a stinky stocking. No. Stinky <laughs> stocking. Stinky sock. <laughs> stinky stocking. Warm stocking. Um, Sam Darnold. Now chill, chill out. All right, Sam Darnold. All right, injuries to the quarterback position. You might be desperate with no backup quarterback on your team. Uh, which is the only scenario I would recommend picking up Sam Darnold quarterback for the Panthers but he's been fine so far this year he's played three games he's averaged 14 fantasy points a game the Panthers are still well in playoff contention in that division they've got Detroit at home this week it's grim but if you have to he is there on waivers um and then I'm gonna go with rookie wide receiver for the commanders Johan Dotson um he had a great game this past week four receptions 105 yards and a touchdown um Struggled a bit with injury this season, hence why he's still available in almost 75% of leagues. But um, when he's been out there and fully fit, he's been electric, right? In in games where Dotson has been healthy enough to play over 70% of snaps, he's averaged 15 fancy points a game. Um, If you're looking for a wide receiver to fill out your flex, um, you know, or just to put on your bench for safety, I think Dotson is a decent pickup. Let's invite him in. Come in, come in, my friend. So he's here. Merry in, Christmas, in Merry Christmas, mate. Merry Christmas. Thanks for coming in. Um, of course, as always, every week it's time for forget about it. Yeah, those players that are in your lineup, no matter what. Don't worry about it. So quarterbacks, you've got Mahomes, Burrow, Allen, and Fields, because of course, Hurts might be out. Forget about it. Running backs: Jacobs, Eckler, Mixon, Ramondre. Uh, McCaffrey, Barkley, Henry, Cook, Ken Walker, Etienne, and Pollard. And Nick Chubb, what do we think? Because I, I was looking back. All your horses, mate. I was, looking, yeah. I, I was looking back at Nick Chubb's um, season, and it has not been very good since the Cleveland bye week. A lot of single pointage. Yeah, I Single agree. figure I know. I just think, you know, Nick Chubb, yeah, for where you drafted him, for what he has been for the majority of the year, you do you do have to play him. Yeah. So, go ahead, mate. Forget about it. Wide receiver, Dwayne Adams, Tarek Hill, Jefferson, Chase, Diggs, Lamb, Monra, Higgins, Metcalf, Chris Godwin's been very nice recently, Waddle, AJ Brown, regardless of the quarterback, Hopkins and Keenan Allen. Forget about it. And tight end Travis Kelsey all alone. Forget about it. Nice, <laughs> thanks, mate. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas, pal. <laughs> See ya. Son <laughs> in it. Uh let's move on to to our Christmas tree yeah. of starts uh this week. Um our week sixteen starts. Let's start with, okay. The Christmas tree lights, the base layer of your tree, the running back. Mm-hmm. Who who's your running back this week, Al? We're we'll going Najee Harris of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You know, he's been really good since uh, the Steelers' bye week in week, week nine. And and he did he did tell us that that is when he got healthy. Mm. You know, he, yeah. he did tell yeah, us he that he had a metal plate taken out of his foot or something. You'd think that would make him better, you know? The metal plate in the his Terminator. foot. The Terminator. it would be well heavy. Okay. <laughs> um... And he had a fantastic angry run, was it, this past week, that angry run for a touchdown that Najee Harris had, mm. which was great. Um, he's not had last year's receiving work, but he's clearly the same guy, um, which is just a really solid uh, NFL bel- Belko running back. Um, so why this week then? Why this week? Well, to put it simply, he's against the Raiders, who are really, really, really bad against the run. Uh Reminder of Stevenson, as Lou mentioned, just went completely off against the Raiders. 127 rushing yards. And the Raiders are giving up a super juicy 26 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs, which is even more enticing when you, you, you realize just how much of this backfield that Harris owns. So the majority of those 26 points should be going to Harris uh, because he's the dude here. And the Raiders are also pretty weak against receiving running backs too. So I'm hoping we can see maybe a maybe a season high. Receiving stats for Harris too, a bit like last season. Um, in what I just think is a is a is a quintessentially solid play for the fantasy playoffs. This getting Najee Harris in there, you need you need what you want if you're running backs to secure that solid 13 to 18 fantasy points this week. And Harris, I think, is the safest guy in the league to do so. Nice this week. Clint, bold Clint um, I'm not saying he's going to be the best running back. I'm just saying, Najee <coughs> Harris will definitely get thirteen, between thirteen and eighteen fantasy points this week. Okay, <laughs> between, not not any more, not any less. Hopefully more, but <laughs> no matter. You know. uh, we spoke about about this guy before. I'm going, Jerick McKinnon. Um, you know, as our little game of secret Santa pointed out, McKinnon's been on fire the past month, Uh, the Chiefs seem to have found a real groove in the backfield, I think, with with rookie Isaiah Pacheco handling the early down, you know, ground and pound work and veteran McKinnon taking on the majority of the pass catching duties while also seeing plenty of carries himself. Um, And and it's been working with him, to be fair. You know, in the past three games, since this tandem has sort of been established, uh, the Chiefs are averaging almost 140 rushing yards a game. As opposed to 114 rushing yards a game uh, in the season before that stretch, so you know summits clicking in this in this running game for the Chiefs. This week they play playing Seattle, who've who've been a great matchup for fancy running backs this year. Just really poor against them, uh, giving up around 30 fancy points a game to the position. Um, and beyond that, they're also giving up quite a bit to running backs in the passing game. You know, take this past week, Christian McCaffrey led the 49ers in receptions against the Seahawks. Um, and they're giving up an average of almost 50 receiving yards and five receptions a game to running backs. You know, McKinnon, he's, he's a guy in form at the running back position. Seahawks have been have been one of, if not the worst defense against fancy running backs altogether. Should be an no brainer this week. Let's move on to the baubles yeah the, the nice sort of bit of personality on the tree these are the wide receivers who's your wide receiver mm-hmm. uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go DJ Mo um, wide receiver for the the Panthers it's 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 I'm gonna say don't say too happy about it's it it's a dart throw it's <laughs> a dart throw um, recommending him on any given week it, it, it is a dart throw as I just said you know so, doing so during the fancy playoffs feels like I'm just asking for it to backfire. Yeah. <laughs> but when DJ Moore is good, he's great. You know, you think of the 152 yards and one touchdown game against Atlanta in week eight, or the 103 yard game with one touchdown against Denver in week 12. But then when he's bad, he's really. You think of the three weeks in between those two good ones where he combined for 77 yards and 16.7 fantasy points across the entire three weeks. Or a couple of weeks ago, I'm not selling him here, but I'm, I'm getting ready to something. There's, yeah. an arc, there's an arc to this storyline. So a couple of weeks ago, he had point three fantasy points against Seattle. But you have to take that game in context. The Seahawks have been excellent against fantasy wide receivers. They're literally third in the whole league. They're really hard matchup. So, you know, this far through the season, 15 weeks into the season, if they are third against fantasy wide receivers, you know that that means people like Tariq Woolen and Quandre Diggs on the defensive side of the ball for Seattle are really good. Mm. This week, however, Detroit, who Moore's playing, are the polar opposite. They are the third easiest matchup the third worst against fantasy tight ends they are terrible so I don't see how Moore doesn't have a great game in this matchup and given the volatility of Moore's fantasy output not just see this season but his whole career and how good he is when he does hit I think you need to target great matchups with DJ Moore when it matters he's playing Detroit in the fantasy playoffs you need to take your shot and get DJ Moore in there this week. Get a huge week from him and then bench him for the rest of the <laughs> season. Nice. I'm uh, going to go with Mike Williams, who is also I would say a little bit of a dart throw as well. But um, so Mike Williams, he's playing the Colts, right? Who on the year have been pretty <laughs> stout against pass catchers. However, this last week they allowed a combined 75.1 PPR fancy points to wide receivers. That is mental. To put that into context, the Titans, who are averaging the worst in the league against fancy wide receivers, give up about 41 points per game to the position, right? That's how much the Colts gave up last week. So, uh, but I, and I don't actually think that is an incredible outlier because if you take the Colts game before that... Um, they they gave up a combined 42.2 fancy points to Dallas wide receivers so this might be a little bit of a trend that you want to jump on the back of which is what I'm certainly doing with Mike Williams um, you know outside of injury Mike Williams has been Mike Williams again in fancy this year you know boomer bust can be a risky start he's there for the big players again averaging almost 15 yards per reception this year that's what he you know around about his 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 career average Um But that's also something the Colts have allowed uh, receivers to do in the past month. They've been allowing plenty of receivers, 15 yards per reception. Um, In the past two games since returning from injury, Williams has racked up 14 targets, 10 catches, 183 receiving yards and a touchdown. Um, You know, I think it's the same story as always with the charge-wide receivers – and allen he's obviously going to be the safer option but I think Mike Williams can can have one of his boom games against this crumbling cult secondary let's move on to a you know in our little tree at home you know you you often have the little quirky decorations that, that you hang on the tree that are quite stupid and pointless and don't really <laughs> add to the cohesive aesthetic of your overall tree but you put them on anywhere um which is the tight end position al give me yours. I'm going Evan Engram of the Jacksonville Jaguars because he's been really good recently and I'm hoping he stays in the flames. Lovely. Thank you for that. I'm going to go Pat Fryermuth. Um So he goosed last week, which is a sign to play him. Right, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm saying it is. Goose last week, which is actually an anomaly for him. Um, or, you know... Not season. an anomaly for your tight end picks. Not an anomaly for my tight end picks, but it's an anomaly for Pat Thrymuth. Um Doesn't help that he had Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, thankfully for Thrymuth, um and for me. Kenny Pickett is expected to be back this week. Um, as I alluded to, Thrymuth, he's been, you know, been nicely involved all year, um, aside from last week. You know, averaging six targets a game, along with 50 receiving yards a game. That's really decent uh, from the tight end position. This week he plays the Raiders, who on the season have allowed six touchdowns and 70 receptions and almost 700 receiving yards to tight ends, giving up 13 fancy points a game to the position as well. You know, As long as Pickett is indeed back, I'd be confidently starting Fryer and like like you have been able to for most of the year. Mm-hmm. And let's top off our, our Christmas tree of starts with the star on top of the tree. It's the quarterback. Al, give us your quarterback. It's a bit of a ballsy one, but I am... I'm very confident I'm very confident with it I'm going Aaron Rodgers um, of the Green Bay Packers so he's been bad this year yeah and perhaps even a career all in season for Mr. Aaron Rodgers Lou do you want to guess how many times the current back-to-back MVP has scored over 20 fantasy points uh, in four-point quarterback formats this season um the, back, the back-to-back yeah. MVP. He's got to be, uh, I don't know, uh, twice. It's a big fat zero, man. Zero, zero, it a zero. So he's been crazy bad. And he's a quarterback 17 on the season so far. Um, him and the Green Bay offense just haven't had that spark. So why? So why am I going to start him? You ask. Yeah, I'm asking. Two reasons. Firstly, I think Rodgers is playing pretty nice at the minute. Nice and efficient football um, with all his receiving options back. You know, We're talking nine touchdowns and just the one turnover since week nine. Um, so it's pretty good. Not necessarily amazing for fantasy um, if, he's, if he's only efficient, though. Well, second point, you couple that with a matchup this week against the Dolphins, who just completely leak points. That's why the Dolphins are in so many shootouts, that's why their own offense has been so potent for fantasy. So Rodgers official up weeks recently. have come against really good defenses like Dallas, Tennessee and Philadelphia. So the opportunity to open up and sling it wasn't really there. Hence, you know, as I keep saying, the efficiency. Very efficient with touchdowns at the (laughs) moment. However, this week, the Dolphins are the second-worst team in the league against fantasy quarterbacks, and I expect it to be a pretty high-scoring game. So I see Rodgers keeping that ball security and touchdown efficiency of the previous weeks going, but expanding it. You know, I, w- I really wouldn't be surprised if Rodgers throws about four touchdowns in this game, and I think he's going to have his best game of the season. I'm telling you, I'm guaranteeing and I have Rodgers' best game of the season this <laughs> week. And if you're in a quarterback pinch in the playoffs, let's say your quarterback's Jalen Hurts – then I really think you can start Aaron Rodgers this week and get a nice points total. So, if you're ever going to start Aaron Rodgers this season, this is the week to do it. Do you think Green Bay are going to beat the Dolphins? Wouldn't be surprised. Hmm. I not I just feel like the like I said the the in the bye week it seems like they kind of they they just blew up the season and just went kind of back to basics and Rogers isn't turning the ball over as much anymore. And maybe not even the bye week, but around week nine or something. He's not turning the ball over anymore. They're spreading the ball out, they're using the good players. Everyone's back healthy. And like I said, the this efficiency is what we're used to with Rogers. The the sheer numbers of touchdowns and yards are there. So he but it's been against Dallas, it's been against Tennessee, it's been against the Eagles. He just needs that matchup to show us what, he, what he's shown us the previous two seasons with like a four-touchdown, 350-yard game or something. And mm. I reckon he's coming this week. Nice. Uh, the star on top of my Christmas tree this week is, is a big old Geno Smith star. You know, I, I say this whenever Geno Smith has been mentioned on the podcast, but um, he's been a model of consistency this year. Quarterback seven, uh, 3,671 passing yards, 26 passing touchdowns, averaging 18.6 fantasy points per game. You know, regardless of, of, of the Seahawks f- finishing the division, I think it's been a great year for Gino and one which I believe he's, he's earned the starting job of this team moving forward. You know, even in tough matchups like last week against the Forty ers Smith delivered for fantasy. You know, giving you fifteen points, which which is better than many options out there this past week. Thankfully, this week he's playing a much more lenient secondary in the Kansas City Chiefs, who have given up thirty passing touchdowns, uh, which is most in the league, and t- uh, given up twenty fancy points a game to quarterbacks this season. You know, with with the passing game weapons on both teams, uh, you know, I'm. I'm I'm hoping this is a bit of a burn burner and that's reflected in the odds as this game is the joint highest over-under of the week at eight uh, for, uh, 48.5 points. You know, If the game script goes how oh, we're projecting it to, there be plenty of fancy points to go around in this game, especially to quarterbacks and specifically, for my point, Geno Smith. So I think it's a really solid start this week. And let's move on to the final section this week, the letters... To Father Christmas Yeah Uh, NFL games The schedule for Christmas Eve Christmas Day Boxing Day You know So What's going to be on your NFL wish list To Father Christmas This week Al Uh, That my TV breaks When the Saints and Brides Is on (laughs) Yeah, or maybe the the sheer boredom of the television for having to project that game and break yeah. the television. Yeah. Uh, no, but I, I hope that Lions at Panthers is really fun. I hope that Seahawks at Chiefs is really fun, not really ugly like I think it could be. Um, I hope the Commanders at 49 Niners is as tough a game as it as it promises to be, uh, and I hope I hope the Cowboys win. Yeah, I was gonna say you know you know my 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 letter to five of Christmas would include a Cowboys win, you know, potentially the game of the season at, at this, at this stage, maybe not, maybe more so if the Cowboys had won the past week, but, um, yeah, one of, one of the games of the season. Um, I also, you know, I, I'm hoping that the bills and the birds is going to be a, going to be a high scoring game, you know, two very dynamic quarterbacks two of the most dynamic quarterbacks in the league, actually. Um, I think the Vikings-Giants is going to have some points. Yeah, well. hopefully. And the league gave, gave everybody the best Christmas gift of all this year um, by giving us the Rams-Brog codes. Uh, Baker Mayfield versus Brett Ripon at half past nine on Christmas, Christmas Day. Day. Um, lovely. Thank you. NFL scheduling team. <laughs> well, I mean, how are they supposed to know that the Rams would be out of playoff contention in the same calendar year that they won the Super Bowl? <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, what is going on? Yeah, there? I know. Um, I I also if we were if we're saying what we want, I want Josh Allen and Justin Jefferson and Najee Harris and DeAndre Swift <laughs> and Deandre uh, Hopkins and Chris Godwin and T Higgins to all of really good games so I win my playoff match and I get through to the final of our main league for the first time ever that's a beautiful closing thought yeah. to end on um, thanks for listening thank you very much uh, Merry Christmas Merry Christmas hope you have a great Christmas um, hope you enjoy the football this weekend and and we'll see you next week see you the other side of Crim. see you the other side of Crimbo see you see you